This episode is presented by Warriors Hope, serving our veterans by helping them reintegrate back into civilian life effectively. Visit them online at warriors-hope.org. There's no standards here. There's no standards in the community. It does say live in case anybody cares. Uh, Oh, hold on. Let me log into my other computer so we at least have one one laundry. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, if we have viewers starting, uh, welcome tonight after our long break to Surviving Danger Close. Today we have a 16-year veteran, or sorry, six-year veteran. I want to make, want to make it look like you've really been working there. Uh, <laughs> six-year veteran of a county dispatch. Amanda, Amanda the Dispatcher is the title shows. Um, <laughs> thanks for waiting through our break, everybody. Uh, while every while we all get resituated and uh, reset ourselves. Uh, COVID, anybody, COVID free over here. So COVID, yeah, right. We decided, that's the reason. To, uh, that's, that's the reason we, we decided break, to, right? Yeah, one of us had to get it. <clears throat> well, I mean, Jared had his bout with it, but it was family, right? I'm pretty sure I'm yeah. immune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife got it. My sister-in-law got it. My mom, I think my sister a little bit. And other than that, nobody really. Well, I'm pretty sure so, your mom got it. So I got, I got immunities. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that, that's how we're going to start it off. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> yeah so uh, how, how was your week or several weeks? <laughs> <laughs> don't everybody rush in there i, I know no, you're kind no. of struggling there no I, i'm I just glad to be there, so. out of yeah get back to staring there brad um i'm just glad to be uh out of isolation and and apparently somebody just drove in my driveway my dog's going nuts but, he does um, his job well yeah, very yes, yes. To, to bark like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it decreases my anxiety as I sit here. It's great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been pretty good. Turkey season's full swing, so that's always wonderful. Yeah, um, the problem is, is I see them all while I'm driving around and working. And Yeah, and actually, I saw them after I got out of the field this morning. Well, I was going to say, I saw two of them just south of your house yesterday. But I didn't want to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> so here I'm sitting inside waiting for him. No. <laughs> right. Right. I'm finding more dead alongside the road this year, though. <clears throat> yeah, we've had a but few of those. Just missed opportunities. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the story of my life. I need right, Morgan well, Freeman to uh, narrate that. Yeah. And and then Samuel Jackson when I get to be an adult. Right. <laughs> uh, All right. But so anyway, Amanda, welcome to your our craziness. Life, right. So thank you. I'm glad to be here. But uh, so you've been there six years. Um yep. you and and John work in the your departments kind of cross slightly day by day um so give us the inside scoop what's it like talking to him over uh radio every day <laughs> I mean, we get to put up with him once in a while but um spicy 
that, that sums it up pretty well. Spicy. <laughs> so it's a it's a whole nother it's a whole nother world. Um, yeah, see, I see John more professionally at work than I could have ever imagined. Hey, a contrary to popular belief, I'm not self-imploding. I can pull it together when I need to. <laughs> I, I'm just shocked that you're. And being she laughs at that, John. So yeah, she's, uh, that's not she's saying the only much reason. Your credibility right now. Well, no, it says it all. Th th that's about my experience as a comedian. Is she's pretty much the only one that laughs anymore. Uh, Ashley says you're de one of you is definitely spicy, according to Ashley in her comments. <laughs> yes, Miss <clears throat> Callis. <laughs> Nobody can pronounce her name, so she's just Callis. <laughs> For some reason, I'm not seeing the comments, so you're gonna have to uh, I'll narrate for us there, John, or Jared, or Jared, whoever can see him. Yeah, I'm getting it up on my other screen now. So no, Jared, you just actively stare, so it's okay. Yeah, well, at least let's try to figure out something for me to do, and I'll read the comments. Okay, right. you can do right, the comments. Right. Um, you you haven't pulled an outline out, so we can't, you know, seven page outline and take over the show yet. So right, well, well I believe that you wouldn't follow gave, it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Pat gave those up. No. Pat gave Pat gave those up. Pat did give he those did up. he did yeah. give those up, but um, he still uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll just leave it at that. Right. So are you plugging the book behind you there, Jared? Am I plugging it or just letting it be on display? I figure, I don't know, do we want to plug for him? Nick, Nick is a good guy. Nick doesn't yep. make fun of me on his podcast, so I could definitely <laughs> plug his book. Mine's upstairs. <laughs> See, I didn't get the memo to bring the book yeah. in, all right? It's upstairs. What? Nobody gave yeah, me just... the memo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Amanda, are you familiar with this book? I'm not. I want to know about barricade. it. It's uh, it's a published book by uh, Nick. I will never try to pronounce his last name. Uh, yes. Through yes. right, <laughs> through uh, his uh, trials as a uh, beat cop in uh, an agency that he can no longer say <laughs> on his show. Well, at least uh, until the the lawsuits and the lawyers and everything leaves him alone. Right. Right. And right. I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> No. Well, he's but, running for uh, sheriff. Yeah, he's so, running for sheriff yeah, now. Yeah, that's what he said on his. Oh, he is. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yes. That is awesome. See. Yeah, brain trauma. Hey, I'd no vote joke. for him. Right. It's my disability. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so you have get you guys it actually it, started reading it, or do you just have it to look at it? I just got it. We just look at pictures. Looking at it, but just pictures. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. If I can't but, read it in one 10 minute setting, it's not going to work for me. Right. We don't have an attention span that long. No, I'm I'm an infantry I, guy, so if it doesn't go boom in the first few minutes, we're done. Yeah. But if John will look at our podcast, it tanks right away. I'll bring mine. I'll, I'll make sure but you anyway. get my copy if he doesn't bring uh, his for you. <laughs> So, so you've been doing this for six years. You've been uh, putting up with John and, and the other folks, but uh, the one you were on the day that I went on the ride along, yes. and um, 
I was just got to say that I'm impressed with the different screens and how you were able to switch back and forth and still keep, you know, I think we had, uh, there was a, a major event going on, plus somebody lost a dog and it, the dispatch does things behind the scenes I never, never realized before. So what is kind of, you know, you guys, I, I would look at you guys as like the unsung heroes behind the guys that are on the calls. Here we go. Um, hey, she paid me well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know how um, she pays. It's usually in baked goods. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I did say the brownies, right? No. Uh, so how is it? This is the thing for me. You know, I was in the infantry. I was deployed to Iraq. I, I was kind of the, uh, what we call the RTO, the radio telephone operator for the battalion. So I kind of have a small background in how it is to send somebody to an event and then have to listen to what's going on over the radio. Um, but give us your take on how is it when you know, I mean, you've been doing it for six years, not 16, Jared. Um, <clears throat> you've been I'll doing edit, it for I'll edit years. that out. <laughs> you had one job, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say it as much as I can throughout this entire, so that way you got to edit about every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> By, by um, the way, Bobby so, says uh, the job's not an easy one. So wherever you're going, wherever you're leading into it, Dustin, uh, I'll help you out. It's not easy. Kudos to Amanda. Yes. Um, and how is it for you to be on the phone to somebody, know something big is going down, and sending somebody else kind of to the rescue? So what is that for for you as a uh, dispatcher? Well, so I guess I don't really think about it at the time because that's you know, that's kind of what I'm there for. It's always after the fact, like after I hang up the phone and I look at everything that's going on, especially we don't have favorites. We don't have favorites. <laughs> but uh, You just broke you know, John's heart. <laughs> but I'm, I'm blushing because I know where she's going. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> It's really difficult, especially, I, don't know, I guess for my kind of personality, I get really invested into the people that I'm around. And it's very difficult, especially when it is a serious incident or, you know, weapons are involved, you know, anything like that, or the person is being uncooperative and they have to fight. And it's stressful and it makes you very nervous, very anxious. And we always celebrate after you get, you know, after everything's handled and everything's fine and went well, you always had that little celebration after, but it is very stressful. And I never realized going in how stressful it actually be. I had no idea anything about a 911 dispatch center when I applied. So what brought you into it then? Um, past experiences. Um, I was with somebody who was in EMS and I took the EMT class, got involved with the local ambulance service and decided I wanted to do more with it. And I inquired about 911 dispatch. And at that point I thought it was only medical. I didn't know PD was involved in any way, shape or form. And uh, 
So, I mean, that's just what it was. I went in, I did the interview. I actually, um, I had to test twice. I failed the first time around, but um, no, it's, it's definitely, it, it shows you who you are as a person and who you're meant to be. And part of that, you know, what she's talking about is she didn't realize PD was involved is, is some of our surrounding counties are large enough that they have separate dispatch centers that only handle medical, only handle police and only handle fire. So, you know, uh, when Dusty was with me, he realized like, no, we've only got two people in the center and they deal with everybody. So yeah, it can be that challenging. Was, that was just insane to me just to go through that and hear you guys, <clears throat> you know, transferring people because, you know, and I have my own opinions as to why you, you would have switched, you know, on one particular call that John and I can remember um, where you switched it because, you know, you knew. I didn't forget that one. <laughs> um, we were closer, because... <laughs> dang it. <laughs> to the one that didn't take up the whole day. Uh, no. <laughs> right. But he's he's uh, driving again, by the way. Oh, is he? Nice. Yeah, that's always fun. So you'll hear. He, he didn't look at. He didn't look at me directly, but I recognized the neck tattoo. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but anyway, thirteenth oh, suspended in six months. No, um, <laughs> but yeah. It, do you ever realize? Hey, this call. This guy has more experience with it, or is yours strictly? This guy's closest. This is who we have to send. Or can you answer that? <laughs> we always that go way. with the closest. Closest. Okay. Good answer. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're how many minutes into it? We've already uh, got people in trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what goes through your mind when you have some, when that phone goes off like how do you prep yourself i mean i was when we were dropping off the paperwork the one day i could see you uh through the, the window or whatever and you would the phone would go off and i could see a look at the phone for just a split second and hit that button so what kind of goes through your head to prepare yourself to answer that call nothing yeah i gotta push the green one but <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no time there's no time to think about anything it's like oh the phone's ringing gotta answer it it there's mm -hmm. you have no prep time and i think that's what makes it that more stressful because the second you answer the phone you know if it's going to be serious or not you can hear everything in the background and that's kind of with our training that we get sent off to it tells you what to listen for so <laughs> um yeah, you just, you, you know, if it's going to be something legitimate or not the second you answer the phone. But yeah, there's zero prep time. You so you mentioned it. at the end of the call when everything goes well, <clears throat> you kind of do a little celebration. And that is kind of, you know, from the, the psychological standpoint here, that's kind of the, the de-stressor, the time that everybody just take that quick breath and say, okay, next call, but this one went okay. Um, cause it doesn't matter what happens before. It doesn't matter if somebody's calling because they found a dog, lost a dog, or 
they're calling because somebody's trying to get into their house or there's another serious incident crash, you've got to maintain that level of professionalism the entire way. Doesn't matter if you just went through a call that completely rocked everything for you fundamentally, but you've got to maintain that. So how do you deal with that level of stress to keep that professionalism? Is it something you have, something you, you learn, a little bit of both? So um, prior to this, I just recently was in a training, a Zoom training. Uh, what was it called? Some survive, survive and Thrive or something. I don't remember exactly what it was called. But um, it was a stress management training, and they taught you about, um, like, breathing exercise and stuff like that. That stuff works. So if yeah. anyone takes it, I mean, take it seriously because it really does work. But um, So when you say, so like a mindful meditation, maybe? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty oh, much Jerry, what it was. stop. And, <laughs> right. He's and sucking episode, up Pat. Episode 8 of Surviving Danger Close. <laughs> so no, like only they, seven they page you, outline. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this you, is like, this is just us continuing a uh, a little podcast where we have going on. You're good. You're good. But um, at the end of the day, um, after every day it was a week long training. You know, we took the last five minutes, and you know they had you turn the lights off and everything, and do this deep breathing stuff for five minutes. Close your eyes and just relax. And, and no, it really does work. And I don't think a lot of people realize the tools and the exercises that are actually out there for us, or it's not really brought to their attention that we have them. And it's, it's amazing. It really is how many tools are actually out there that we can utilize. Well, how much time do you get between calls to be able to even do that type of decompression time? It, it just depends. Yeah. It, yeah you know, fortunately now, um, now that we're starting to become more full staff, we have supervisors during the day who can sit desk. I, I take my time to go outside and just sit on the picnic table or I'll just go in the kitchen for a few minutes or, you know, just get out of my chair. Like just getting out of the chair itself helps tremendously. Cause you, you may not even have that, that chance to, uh, cause mm -hmm. it's not like you have a quota of, okay, you can only handle six serious incidents today. The seventh one is going to have to wait. No, I mean, it's, <clears throat> that's you, Tuesday. <laughs> it, it'll still be there tomorrow. That's what I tell people where I work. Don't worry. It'll still be there tomorrow. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you've got <clears throat> two accidents, um, you know, another, you know, I don't know how much we can say i mean we're not talking actual events but you could have multiple accidents fire you know somebody having an issue at a, a traffic stop and you know so what do you do on the days that doesn't really give you that that rest that uh you're gonna also give celebrate. you a second awesome <laughs> <laughs> 10 uh, hours done no more calls <laughs> <laughs> unplug everything no we don't do that <laughs> um you, you just push through it and at the end of the day you go home and you just take care of yourself and that's one of the biggest things that i've learned especially over the last couple of years is just take care of yourself 
So doing self-care, finding something that helps you to de-stress at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> tell John. Um, no, because <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, from my personality, my training, you know, I'm only talking personal experience here, is just, you know, sending people out in those calls when I was in Iraq, you know, which kind of has some similarities to what you have, except instead of sending just one person per car, we're sending in an entire squad. But <clears throat> being the person there saying, hey, I'm sending these people into a dangerous situation, you know, is there any way that you try to help prep them or, you know, try to pull information? Like, how does that process work for you? So I guess as far as like. Because you've got the caller on the phone and you're sending somebody to such and such address. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, what are is your steps to be like, okay, this is what we need to find out before our personnel arrive yeah so we we do have um certain questions we have to ask and I'm, i just make sure i get the address their phone number their crossroads and then i ask the questions that i know i have to ask them and as soon as i get all that i'm nosy and i'm allowed to be so i just ask them pretty much any anything or i'll you know allude to certain questions i'll ask certain things that they think i'm just holding conversation with them until help arrives i'm just being nosy I want to know this stuff. I know the officers responding or the ambulance responding wants to know this stuff. I'm going to ask them, and they don't. They don't think any differently. Yeah, but their what does their astrological sign have to do with what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, being a Scorpio, I think they should be prepared. <laughs> and being a Leo, we just charge right through. <laughs> You know, and, and part of the thing is, you know, she takes a lot of serious calls, as they all do, um, but they also have the good calls the or <laughs> or funny calls that, uh, you know, um, you, you know, uh, if, you know, my disability is kicking in. You have your, your, Which your one? Uh, I want to <laughs> say Pelican pen, but I know that's not. Oh, the, the, the pen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Tell us about that. Okay. So, who? Oh. The light, the lighter side of dispatch. Yeah, so that that was a busy day. Uh, Fourth of July. We oh, had. Yeah. I hate the Fourth of July. It's, it's the worst holiday, especially especially if you're working. It's terrible. But so we had multiple medicals. We had um, domestics. Same night as a shooting, we had. We had a lot of stuff going on, and we had the guy blowing off his hands. Yeah, the guy blowing off his hands. We had we had a lot of stuff. I do a but, <laughs> but uh, in the middle of everything, I was able to take a call from a very excited um, lady. Her daughter was having a baby. It was the second child. It was a uh, boy. And from start to finish, that was my biggest goal. I never got it throughout training. Uh, that's the one call I did want, and I finally got it that night. And it was wonderful. You could hear him cry in the background, and everything was good. It was great. Mm. And those are the moments, like, you really, really have to cherish them, too, because few and far between. And 
it always seems to be in the middle of everything major going on. So it just kind of breaks it up. It's nice. See, she was excited about that. I had I had one like that, and we get there, and her water broke. She's in the front seat of the of the, her husband's truck, and we help her into the ambulance. And now it's you know it's it's no secret. I got five kids. I should be able to do this in my sleep. But you know, it come time to push, and we're like, you know, sorry, ma'am, not to get fresh, but we got to take a look. Like, oh, hey, man, if you need anything, I'm gonna be outside. <laughs> Y'all got this. So yeah, she got the pin, and I'm just cool with listening and waiting for the kid to cry. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. A, not about to get all handsy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I you clean, though, when you do that. Yeah. Right. I remember right. rushing my wife to the hospital, being like, "Nope, we're not cleaning. We're not detailing this car again. <laughs> you're you're gonna hold it, and well, you're gonna make it." <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Well, here's a plug for you. If you do need your car detailed in the uh, <laughs> county, uh, you know, Newville Detailing, they'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon somebody's got to do shakies, though. <laughs> well, I did yesterday, and I was miserable. I was It was horrible. I was stuffed all night long. Of course, the wife was happy when I got home, and she had dinner made, and I uh, didn't eat. <laughs> But yeah, Shakey's hooks us up too. Shout out to um, them too, because I guess they just dropped off a bunch of coffee at the MMR base tonight too, for all the night people no, working. Oh wow, awesome. good for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that this is that I don't think people realize. You know, you don't call <laughs> dispatch nine one one because you you just want to chat normally. In, in um, fact, I think that's discouraged. Yeah, like. <laughs> When that phone goes off, somebody thinks they are in dire need. Now, Amanda being the one that's picking up the receiver and not emotionally tied to the situation can determine how serious it really is. And that's not to say it's not a big deal to that individual. Just sometimes things aren't as big of a deal as we think they are. But, um, like... I am getting to a question. It's just taking the scenic route. Um, If you're know that you have a serious situation, it's not like you can tell the person on the phone, Hey, everybody's out doing this. You know, you still have to treat it. I'm assuming that, you know, okay, we're going to have somebody there as soon as possible. It's not like you can give every detail of what everybody's on. So when you're in those high-stress situations and somebody calls because their chihuahua is missing, um, yeah, I know probably at one point you probably just want to be like, really, this is why you're calling? But how do you handle those type of situations and still remain focused? I mean, that day that I was there, there was a lot of stuff going on. But yet, every time, it sounded like this was the most important call to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> very carefully. Uh, no, and in, in those times, I mean, we do we do utilize putting people on hold, and I like to think most of the time they're pretty understanding, especially when you're fortunate enough to get the callers that understand it's not an emergency. But um, yeah, every once in a while, you'll get them. You just be very nice. You just got to be very nice. That's when you put you put your your second face on and 
<laughs> you wouldn't believe the stuff that they send us to. Okay. I, I just, I, you know, you really can't. Okay. Oh. We've been to, there was a time that I had a partner that neither one of us could stand each other. God bless his heart. I'm glad he moved on. Uh, but uh, we got, oh, oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Oh, I got a text message from Shakey's. It was not coffee. They were parfait cups. Now I'm jealous. Oh, the Austin was <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so if you don't know, all right, so here comes the plug. I'll get to my story in a second. So Shakey's uh, in downtown Carroll has this amazing parfait, Fantastic. right? And what what it is is uh, the curly macaroni, ridiculously cheesy with pulled pork in it. It's It's ridiculous. You get like this huge cup for, well, I don't know how much you guys pay because <laughs> – Kevin's like my brother, yeah. so <laughs> I don't want to say that price. Go to a Facebook page and check it out. If you were a first responder or military, you do get a discount. But <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's his plug. Um, and so you're making me hungry, and I've already eaten. <laughs> I know, I right? Uh, well, <laughs> it's Taco Bell. It's like the third, fourth meal, right? So uh, Jakey's the fourth, um, the third or fourth meal, <laughs> right? You know, it goes, it, it reheats right. well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of these things they send us to, it could be, um, the ones that bother me in a different sense are for whatever reason, during the holidays, we get a lot of dementia patients that get in the car and drive away and they'll, they'll show up at a gas station and not know where they are, probably don't have a wallet and they need gas, you know, and so those ones, they're tough because, gosh, almighty, trying to find somebody that knows this family member, you know, those ones, those ones are tough. And uh, obviously, fatal car accidents are always tough. Um, you know, like last last night, hypothetically, we had three unknown accidents at one time. Mm. Uh, two of them involved possibly telephone poles that were snapped off. And and uh, so, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff going on that, you know, or, or people, we love these third-party calls. So neither party involved calls 911. Oh, no. But I'm a nosy-ass neighbor, and it sounds like they're fighting. They're not, lady, okay? It's, it's, it's 2 a.m. on a Saturday. They're fucking, okay? Do you really want to know your neighbor? What do you want to know what they're doing? That's what they're doing. Uh, and then occasionally, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest, hypothetically, somebody might have called 911, and it's... Man, I broke my dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I first of all, I I didn't know that was possible. Second of all, I can't imagine the amount of pain you're in right now. I look at Dusty. Dusty's done passed the hell out. <laughs> and uh, so I can't imagine gathering my. I need help. Right, and calling nine one one. And uh, yeah, for for real, dude. <laughs> Whoo! That's that's another level. Okay, uh, I'd rather be impaled with like I don't know a tractor. I don't I don't know. I, I man. So yeah, there's all sorts of stuff from you know missing dogs to you know landlord tenant issues to you know broken appendages, um, missing appendages. You know it's uh, it's it's quite unreal the stuff we deal with. 
<laughs> and I guess how, uh, all that, how do you face deal through with all that, Amanda? <laughs> what what in your training allows you to keep a straight face with for somebody with a broken dick is really what does that. We have a mute button. <laughs> <laughs> That saves us a lot. She can't believe I'm talking about this, but I didn't. I didn't mention any names, and it was a hypothetical. And the best part is, is like when you talk to the person, the obvious question comes up, "Dude, how'd you do that? Like, what did you? You didn't shut it in the car door. What did you do? And you know, and it all comes down to pride, man. He was like, man, I was trying to show off. <laughs> Man, you know, I don't think that was in the Kuma Sutra book. <laughs> Hypothetically, of course. <sighs> you know, that's the stuff that you just, it makes a good day. One, it's not you that it happened to. And uh, <laughs> number two, it's just straight up funny. You know, and, and you know, Amanda and I had talked um, a couple days ago about, you know, we wish we started a book when we started this job because, damn. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, man. There's, there's some of the things you guys so, could you know, share hypothetically, of course. Uh, Hollywood's got nothing on us, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I, I just county. actually realized that <laughs> right. we basically right. have we're a lot of bored people, pumpkins. I think. <laughs> right. 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 Bored or and, high? And I just bold. realized I didn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, when you are bored, you get high. Yes, um, you know. But I was—I just remembered. I didn't—I didn't finish my story about the my partner that I couldn't stand, and and this was a call that I'll never forget. It was a domestic, and um, you know, the, the, allegedly the perp had left, and and there's a person there with a broken leg. So you're wondering, like, was was this from the assault? How did they get a broken leg? And you get there and, and you realize that, you know, the steps and the banister up to the house was just covered in blood. The glass screen door is covered in blood. Mm. And you're like, damn, this is pretty serious. And you go inside and you start talking to these people and they're talking like almost in a third person. Like it right? didn't happen to them. And then that's at, always good, right. good sign. Right. <laughs> right. Well, then you realize at some point when you're asking, like, all right, all right, all right, you're saying he, who's he, right? All three of us are in the same room. Who's he? <laughs> well, him. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I thought you said it was your your significant other. Yeah, it is. It's him. <laughs> oh, 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 that was my first male on male uh, domestic yeah. assault. And I was like, ah, all right. Glad I didn't touch any blood, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, it kind of because uh, you know it, it is what you, it is what it is. You do what you do. I don't judge. I don't care. Whatever, but it's shocking in our small community when you do come across something like that. So it, it was funny. So and your how'd your partner you ever... react? Uh, pretty much the same way oh, I, okay. I did. You know, we kind of looked at each other and like, you're going to take this, right? <laughs> you're typing this. <laughs> no, Matt, I've been here longer. It's you. <laughs> Jared, you had something? Go ahead. Yeah, I want to pull in our, you know, pull our guests back into it. And so when you get, I mean, how can you get or extract this type of information? I mean, that's something that possibly could have been a, a heads up that, yeah, we've got a domestic 
between partners. Oh yeah, by the way, it's not the traditional in the area. Just to yeah, uh, so give the deputies a heads up. Generally, um, when we're asking our questions, we would have collected that information and have been able to distribute it tactfully. Um, generally. Generally. Right. You know, and sometimes I found myself in situations where I think I'm talking to a lady, I'm mamming the shit out of this person, and it's a guy the whole time. And I'm like, oh, okay. But they also have a what would usually be a female name. So, I mean, sometimes stuff happens. But, um, yeah. And, and to be fair, you work, you have a coworker that. When he first got hired, everyone called him ma'am. Chad, Chad, oh, Chad, we him. love you. You do a good job, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, again, generally, we can have that information readily available. And, you know, depending on how that officer may have been acting, it could have been held for certain reasons, but eh, we don't have favorites. <laughs> there, there may... There may have been a time or two I was surprised, and it's like, you know, you immediately send the message, like, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes we do stuff like that, or, you know, we'll get, um, we have a lot of truck drivers that come through our major highways, and, and uh, you know, a lot of them are foreign nationals. And uh, there for a while, we had quite a few that were, like, from Somalia and... Um, you know, like I can't remember the other name of the country, and they they uh, Swahili. They spoke Swahili, so they have these wonderful names. <laughs> and then we we give it out phonetically over the radio, <laughs> or, or we won't give it to them at all. It's just like yeah, common spelling. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so there are some things that are kind of um, hidden meanings in the calls that you guys can do to each other then. You you kind of have to. You do break up the monotony. You know, or there's days where, yeah, you know, or there's days like um, yesterday was a, a good day, where we had a, an extra car on patrol doing traffic stuff. Well, then the state police had an extra car doing traffic stuff, and you hear them make traffic stops, and it's like, oh, dispatch is getting angry. Oh, look, Johnny's got a traffic stop. <laughs> <laughs> so so then it kind of everybody catches on and next thing you know you got like seven officers on a traffic stop <laughs> just to mess with them for ticket quotas right <laughs> yeah right. there's no right. no such thing as ticket quotas. Knew, funny. <laughs> and we don't call them tickets right. they're citations oh correction citation quotas <laughs> Hold on, let me get a thesaurus i'll look up a new word for uh um Jared's really doing anyway, more than actively so yes. stare today. I'm impressed. Yeah, I want to build off my ass about I don't... it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed you started wearing a hat to help right. cover that. So, <laughs> uh, what what else can you tell us about dispatch? Let's let's say there's somebody out there that's listening, because um, we do have some younger viewers uh, that are just getting into criminal justice. Uh, or the fire service, and maybe they're kicking around an idea that's maybe a little bit more permanent since we don't really have full-time fire out here. And obviously you have to have a college degree to be a sheriff deputy or a 
count a uh, city cop. Um, you know, he, I'll leave the state police alone. But um, you know, what if I, if I was looking at getting into maybe dispatch, what what would be some of the things that I should know before I apply? The what are you looking back now? I guess let me re reword it this way. Looking back now, six years in, and and by the way, Amanda's going to be like seventy three before she can retire. Um, but anyway, look if you look back now, what do you wish you knew that you know now? Honestly, we should have sent yeah, the question. Yeah. Like you just asked no, her what I really wasn't an interview. I, I personally, and and it really it really depends on your you you have to know yourself. I wouldn't change anything because I found out so much about myself, about the people around me, about my community, and obviously about the job and what you guys do as law enforcement and even EMS and fire. I've learned so much, and I think going in, if I had known anything about it prior. I wouldn't have taken the value out of it. So, you know, to it, and it's a it, it's a struff. It's a struff. A struff. It's a tough struggle to do that evaluation and find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It it's very difficult, and it not to not to give John a big head or anything, but I mean, he helped me a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look at this forehead. Are you kidding me? Look at that thing. Look at His that forehead thing. just keeps growing. <laughs> right. I think I see my reflection in it actually. But uh <laughs> Maybe you can no, be on any time you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went through uh a... I'm voting you guys off. <laughs> I I had went through a very difficult time period a couple of years ago and John's going to know exactly what I'm talking about where I I was done. I was done with everything. I had given up on everything and everybody and as as much as I hate to say it the job did do it to me but it did it for me. It didn't do it to me. It did it for me and I didn't realize I needed that whatever it was i needed it and you just you grow from it you learn from it and you have the ability to use everything that you learned about yourself in those time periods to help you when it happens again because it will it'll come back at you and you'll know how to have, or at least have a general idea of how to deal with that right you know and i had a talk with someone earlier this week um, like about mental health, it, it is, it's a daily, I don't want to say struggle days are harder than others, but it's a daily exercise. Yeah. Um, it, it's not something like all of a sudden it, it, your shits together. That's not how it goes. Um, there may be a day where you get a little bit of enlightenment and you realize like, Oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Hey, look, I finally changed. Um, or there may be, you know, somebody comes to you and says, hey, man, you, you good? Because this is what I see. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm good, but, you know, I, I struggle every day with that. You know, and that's something that if you apply to everybody's job, whether you work in a factory or a first responder um, or, you know, a, a, 
let's say you're listening as a veteran and you know you're not even in that kind of setting anymore let's say you drive truck and you're just listening to us on your route or or building whatever it's a daily walk that um we've all mentioned that everybody has to go through you know it's it's not that we're special we have a little bit more um problems to work through but it's it's something that we need to make a daily conscious effort to overcome mm-hmm. now there's I've talked to people in first responder jobs before, and they have a process to get them ready for the the job, get them ready for that next call. Do you have a process to get you ready for your day to prepare you? Because like we've mentioned earlier, nobody's calling 911. Hey, how's your day today? Because that's probably going to get them hung up on. Um, So is there something, because as dispatch, you're going to go there because you're going to hear the worst of that everybody has in the county for that day because that's why they're calling you. They're already at a point where something's going completely wrong and they need help. So is there something you do to prepare yourself for that? I don't know if I necessarily prepare myself for the day. It's mostly after work, coming home. I, I'm a big Fortnite nerd. So I play a lot of video games and, you know, and you just talk to your people and that's, that's how I do it. I just talk to my people. I, every day, whether it be just sending some BS memes back and forth or TikTok videos, I'm still staying in touch with somebody and it, that, that's what helps me. So for you, it's more of the de-stressed after, after everything's gone. Yep. Now you've been the first female first responder that we've had on do you see a difference in the way you're treated just because of the gender difference i mean i know you're in with these okay (laughs) (laughs) good john treats everybody crappy so that's good that's good (laughs) it's not just us jared Uh, here we thought it was us we're good i I didn't think i was you're not special special Um, there, there may be another coworker that she has that when she first got hired, I came in and, and I'm, I made no qualms about it. I'm like, you know, you're doing a good job, but damn, your voice is like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Never forget that. Uh, and, <laughs> and, um. You know, there's there's been some others that have left, and uh, you know, apparently I'm the person to ask some point in their training where it's like, "Hey, um, how's it going? How am I doing?" <laughs> I generally have to look at their trainer and be like, "Are you setting me up right now? <laughs> like, are you recording this? <laughs> no, we're on the up and up. You really want to know? All right, you fucking suck. Okay." <laughs> You know, and the last couple have been decent and said, well, what do I suck at the worst? Well, um, I just want to have a book. <laughs> I'll tell you. So if you're thinking about getting yeah, into dispatch so, into a particular county, don't ask John what he thinks. Right. Not different county. <laughs> I've gotten better, I, I think. I think I've gotten better. I um, 
Yes, but you do have to be able to read my sarcasm. And, and, you know, Her and look is not quite agreeing with what you said, John. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Amanda, your your uh, your connection's getting weak. I, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah. No, that. Kick her out, Jared. He hasn't been the worst, but that's it's useful to us though because um, we can, I've we heard can that before. <laughs> Well, but I actually, I think you just made a good point. I mean, the sarcasm does weed people out, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you've got to be, this is a tough job and you got to be tough for it. And you have to, oh, okay. The biggest thing I've learned oh, shit. in the last, on? going on six years is you cannot be sensitive. No. You, can, you <laughs> cannot you. be sensitive. That's And you'll hear it often about people like John. Um, where they're like, I don't think he likes me. You know exactly. You know exactly. <laughs> I don't think he likes me. He's what? he said this in this tone. I don't think he likes it. That's just him. And we have a lot of people like him. <laughs> I and what I usually tell him though is, if I don't like you, you will be the first to know. <laughs> I have no problems telling you. None. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you work in what we know is a predominantly male. So it's nice to hear that, you know, you kind of, and, and I don't like the statement, one of the guys, but nothing else is coming up. But it's like you all are treating each other equal. And I know in a lot of the bigger counties, um, or for what I've heard from different podcasts and whatnot, that there is an issue with that. So it's nice to hear that in our county. You know, <clears throat> you know, they have to put up with John, but not much we can do about that. Um, so if you, I would, you know, 12 more years, buddy. Hey, 12 more years. We all know John likes no one. Very true. Very true. Mar Quiet, Markel. Quiet. <laughs> and Markel just made the top of that list. <laughs> she knows. Um, anyway. Finish what you're saying. I don't please. remember. We're, we're, you know, to, <laughs> to quote three guys, we're off the rails and, you know, somebody needs to bring us around. <laughs> but, oh, um, Jared. <laughs> Jared's too busy actively staring. Come on now. He has a job and he does it well. <laughs> um, but it's, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting to know how everything plays with you as far as mentally throughout the day. I mean, there's days just like every job out there, doesn't matter if it's dispatch, first responders, McDonald's factory, whatever. There's days where you're already having a bad day before you even get to work. And now you have to deal with this. So what do you do on days like that? Like, how do you, keep that transition is it just one of those false fronts and you just keep going with it fake it till you make it kind of thing or yeah okay. great reactive to training yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's when the um you know they say keep work at work and keep home at home sometimes Which it is, is difficult yeah yeah sometimes it's it's so difficult but that's when you know if, if you have a good relationship with your coworkers, they are so you know, I absolutely adore most of the people I work with, 
And we all know that we can pretty much rely on each other if you are having an off day. Like, you know, we understand that everybody has them. It is what it is. You know, we're we're all people too, you know. You know, and the coolest thing is, is that um, the way kind of our shifts bid and line up is that you can really kind of, if you have the seniority, you can kind of stay with your group of people, right? So you, not that you're forming a clique or a niche, but there are just some people that, that fit together better than others based on their tactics or, you know, whatever. And when you have the ability to do that, um, you know, it really forms that family connection. Um, you know, my, my partner's out right now uh, on maternity leave. Um, you know, and she's... She's been on maternity leave for what, 12 she months sends me, It's the longest pregnancy I've ever seen, but she, she's got the belly to back it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, well, when John yeah, shows up you know, on the show with you know, a black eye, we know she's back. <laughs> right. Well, you know, but, you know, I'm excited for for her and her husband. And, uh, you know, a, another friend of a man and I just, just recently had a, a baby and a beautiful little girl. And I, I, I enjoy kids. I love kids. That's kind of why I have five of them. But, uh, you know, it's just cool to see, you know, I'm the old man of the group. I know you find that hard to believe. But it's it's cool to see my younger friends progressing in their lives, you know. They're getting married. They're having children. Is Austin in the room? No pressure, Austin. But um, <laughs> she had that old crap look. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's fun um, because a lot of times we see these people. <laughs> Bobby says, oh, my God, John. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I used to call my partner Suge, but I think I'm going to have to go to double wide soon. But uh, <laughs> I heard that's but, a bad idea. Be waiting but, for uh, your phone to blow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> She don't listen to the show. It's okay, <laughs> but uh, but you know it's 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 a family. You know, um, my best friend's uh, son is graduating this year. You know, and it's because you'll find, and you know this is just as well. We don't like people. <laughs> it's a, it's a little known secret, but veterans and first responders, mm -hmm. we don't like people. We don't. If you're not in our inner circle, well, you see, don't exist. So when we Jeez. It's the free labor. Right, right. Oh, why you don't like people? No, I know why. I know why I'm here. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say I thought we put that out there right up front, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just it, it, when you get into that inner circle, um, you, you know, you you close those you know, you include those friends and you, and you circle the wagons around them when they may go through a divorce or they may experience loss of a loved one or, or you help them celebrate the birth of a new loved one. And, um, you know, honestly, you know, I, I really enjoy, I'm going to give their names out cause I don't, I don't care. But when Maddie and, and Aaron had their baby, it was the coolest thing ever. You know, Aaron was ecstatic to be a, a, a husband and a father. And, um, you know, I love Maddie dearly. She was on the radio that day on my call and um, we have a connection, you know, she's, we have a connection and it's, it's fun to be able to celebrate 
her life. She, she moved on from dispatching, um, but we still stay in connection. And it's just fun when you get friends and family, because that's essentially what they become as family. You know, you see their, their kids doing well in their sporting events, and you see them getting excited for their college choices. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, they kind of become closer than what your blood family is sometimes. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what keeps us going after day after day. All right. Amanda, we got two questions for you. It just came up. Um, oh, three. Pop a third in now. Uh, first one is, and these are from my wife that I think you may have talked to on 911 one time. <clears throat> we won't go into that. Listen to episode uh, one. Episode all I'm zero. Saying. Yep, go to episode zero. And that's or zero. Episode zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what is the funniest call you've ever fielded? Allegedly. Well, Hypothetically. Allegedly. <laughs> I already talked about that. At some point, may or may not have been a call. Um, a young gentleman needed an ambulance for what was supposedly his girlfriend. Um, there was there was some hemorrhaging going on because they decided to experience something new that involved possibly a fist. And <laughs> during our question asking, we have these cards we have to read verbatim and it was ever so unfortunate that one of those statements on there is, okay, tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> hold, hold on. I think you're answering another question for Jules. <laughs> what call state would be the longest? <laughs> Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I think we get the idea. <laughs> oh, what I got. Wow. <laughs> so, so Jules asks a question. Uh, I mean, why don't she just come in the door, right. Dusty? <laughs> well, my daughter, I what, think, slid me there a anything? note. I haven't gone over and picked it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's probably asking for M&Ms or something. But, um, what, what call, Amanda, what call has stayed with you the longest? Um, if yeah, you feel comfortable uh, answering that. You know, there's a few of them in particular. Um we already talked <laughs> about the pelican death. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Before before you answer this question, uh, Jules does say, I take it back way back. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> All right. Forget I asked. <laughs> you know. Okay. So which one has stayed with you the longest? <clears throat> yeah. Um. There were a couple there's this one intersection in our area where people just seem to uh, get hit by cars at. So, I mean, there's, it was the first one that comes to mind, honestly, um, 
my partner that day. We always seem to get some pretty serious shit together. I can't stand working with her sometimes because of it. But um, someone because of the calls, not because of the because person. of the calls. Yeah, because okay. of the calls. Just making sure um, that's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because of the calls we get. But uh, no, this unfortunately, this gentleman decided to end his life by being jumping in front of a vehicle. And uh, almost, almost a couple years later to the day, um, we unfortunately had another situation. Um, she, it wasn't a suicide, but she ultimately was also hit by a vehicle in the same spot. So that kind of hit a little hard when that happened. Um, yeah, that, that was rough. And then there were some other things that played into the factor that wasn't solely because of the call. Um, at that point in time, we had one ruthless coworker who just didn't like to uh, let the supervisors do their job. She took it upon herself to do it for them. So she made things a little complicated. Um, Hold it in, John. Hold it in. She's no longer with us. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> but, um, HR knows my name. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to ask, cause I don't remember. And I know you find that shocking. Um, let's say we handle a call that involves a coworker's family. And the one I'm thinking of in particular was I was good friends and worked with um, this woman's husband. Uh, we worked together in corrections. He left corrections to become an officer. And then I moved on and became an officer. And I responded to, a crash where a drunk driver was driving in a northbound lane, um, excuse me, driving in the southbound lane going north with her headlights oh, off no. and hit a vehicle. And this was really when I was starting to figure out that you need to know the people around you. You need to know their wives. You need to know their children and, and know what they're doing and know how they're, you know, you, you need to know. And when I got to this crash, she she grabbed hold of my shirt and she's like, John, you got to get a hold of Jeremy. Well, I know you're gonna find this surprising, Dusty, but not all of us know our each other's first names. We get nicknames and they just stick. <laughs> Mine's usually asshole. But she says she says, John, you need to get a hold of Jeremy. And I, I'm I'm looking at her like I've never met you, lady. I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, no. And then she said his nickname, and I'm like, oh my god, this is his wife. Have you ever had any calls like that? Or were you working um, that one? That one might, yeah, that be, might have been familiar. before you. That doesn't sound familiar. Um, Hi, Kristen. I don't think I've really had any calls like that. Um, I Early, early when I was still in training, we've had a couple situations where my supervisors at the time knew the family. I I had no idea. Right. Um, mm. But right. I mean, fortunately, I haven't had to really deal with anything and, like that yet. Um, okay. Or people that you know their family in their life because they call so often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So it's it's one of the things uh, is just oh when you've got people that call 
all the time. And, and John's story kind of brought up the things we live in a relatively small community. I mean, we, we cover a large area, but you know, like John has said on the show before and, um, you deal with 2% of the people 98% of the time. Um, so, you know, eventually, you know, you're gonna, they won't know you, but you're going to hear their voice or you're going to hear something to remind you of them. Or, you know, I know there's times John's talked about being out in community, not in uniform. And it's like, okay, go this way because you see so-and-so over here. Um, it's, it's gotta be, you know, you said you're nosy. So I guess that that's almost like a pre-qualification for this job. I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but is it hard to, not get attached to the call. I've heard that and I've read that in certain things where you're in the middle of this call and you you get attached to the call and, and you know has that happened to you or how do you stop that from happening? You can't stop it. It's it's going to happen. Um but I you know the couple circumstances in particular that I I've caught myself getting attached to the call um, seems to mostly be, um, like CPR calls. I had one, okay. I honestly, I don't remember where it was, their names or anything, but I do remember George Strait was playing in the background. So whenever I hear that particular song, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, or, you know, if, you know, the off chance I do remember the general area, if I have to drive by it in my travels, I'm like, Oh, right. okay. You know, yeah. but you know, and there are times, if you remember that uh, elderly couple in the Baker sub that um, I told you if anything ever happened to him or her, give me a call. There are times when that kind of happens, you know, where you have developed a relationship with someone in the community and then something happens to them. Um, it kind of, you know, you, you invested in them, whether you want to admit it or not, and they invested in you and imparted some things into you. And, you know, we, we take a loss at that, you know, um, the older gentleman passed away and, and it was just the other day, his, his widow had had a stroke and I was like, you know, I contacted my partner and I'm like, Hey, was that so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, man, that's terrible. Cause she, you know, she's a widow and has no family. And, you know, we, we get invested in, in some of these folks as well, you know, and if they say they don't, um, they're truly missing out because that's, that's how you really serve your community that that's how genuinely most people want to be you know um they can say they don't but when they finally get to that point that's when they start to enjoy their their jobs a little bit more and that's um, one oh go ahead you know, and sorry. I, I was just I, I were you working when um 14 and i went to our partner's CPR uh, call. No, I had worked. I had gotten out that morning. Yeah. Gotten off. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause that's something that, you know, obviously Dusty, I know your address, but, uh, you know, we have friends and coworkers that, you know, we know where they live and, and when we hear their address or their, Oh, we lost them. I lost them. You, you automatically get attached to that call. You know, so it happens. It yeah, happens. and that's one thing where as veterans, when we go and we deploy, and we've talked about this on the show before, when we come back, 
you know, we may have certain situations, car backfire, you know, fireworks. So, you know, an unexpected firearm that goes off, maybe people, somebody shooting or hunting around in our communities. Um, <clears throat> Office pop. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where we have to have a, it, it's got to be a certain situation for, for the majority, you know, I'm not talking everyone, but for the majority, a certain situation that reminds us or takes us back to that. For me, it's usually an unexpected event right. on a TV show. Um, fireworks, 4th of July is not very good because that's also an anniversary for me. So it's got to be a certain setup. But for you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm just going on a, the assumption, Amanda, that there's some addresses that when you hear the person's voice on the phone, you're like, okay, so we're dispatching to this address before they really say a thing. Um, yeah, and John and I talked about it on the ride along, but you guys live in the community that you're servicing. So does that play an effect on you? Like if you're driving by something, oh, I remember taking that call where, you know, I know John was there for a lot of it, but how does that affect a dispatcher? Yeah, that's so I also have the uh, EMS background side of it, too. So granted, I haven't um, I haven't worked ambulance in quite a while for some other personal reasons, but um, yeah, it it definitely does happen. Um, it it can be kind of comical at times because you know if Austin and I are driving somewhere and I'll I'll see an address or I'll recognize the area and I'll be and I'll just I'll just laugh. He'll be like, "What are you laughing at?" And and it'll be like, oh well, this one time, and I can explain it all to him. So it's a good conversation starter too. But you never know. Well, and and Dustin loved it when he did, when I did that on our ride along. I'm like, oh yeah, so and so hung themselves here, and this yeah. one shot himself there, and there was a domestic. You know, I here, still go by and, that house, you know, and, and you know which one, John. And I still go by, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I remember the conversation we had and that must be what's like for you guys is just you know instead of me just seeing a conversation you guys are reliving that event or reliving that call um so is there some maybe it's a difficult right. you know don't tell us what the call was but maybe there's a difficult one difficult call that you you know just kind of sticks in there does that ever come up to you and, and what do you yeah. do to process that too i mean this is a mental health podcast sort of yeah, so and we're um, mental. We're <laughs> something. Uh, you know, it's just you know, it's one of those things where um, that period of time, you know, when I said I learned a lot about myself, I learned a lot of coping mechanisms too. So it's just you you work Good. through it. Um, you you know you go out and do something. Especially you know there will be days where like I just don't want to do a damn thing, but you just you kind of have to. You have to get yourself out there, go for a walk or paint or draw or you go for a drive, do whatever that gets you out there and realize like, okay, it's just, it's just a feeling. It's just a moment. We can move on from it. What do you recommend to somebody that maybe is getting into dispatch or has been into dispatch and they don't have that background that you have said that you have, or you've learned the coping mechanisms before? What do you recommend to them? in that type of setting where they're having that day where every call seemed to be dire, you know, um, serious situations. 
burnout. There you go. <gasps> Get out of burnout. I've been thinking of that term, but I couldn't think of the words. <laughs> um, because we've all been in the position yeah. where we're just done, you know, and, and I was recently in that position, um, and Dusty, I shared that with you. I, mm -hmm. I was ready to walk. I mean, I'm, I, was, I was good. You know, my finances were in order, and um, I, I knew better than to call <laughs> Nick because Nick would have been like, dude, why are you still there? But, um, you know, I was, I was mentally prepared to walk. And, um, you know, some things had happened and, and I had to kind of step back and, you know, I bounced a couple things off of some confidants that I have and, and, uh, realized that I was probably just kind of burned out a little bit and took a step back and get reevaluated, recentered, and I'm good, you know, happy where I'm at. I'm back to Zen. Um, but yeah, how do we, how do we do that, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. um, I think the biggest thing out of it is you have to remember that you are a person, you are allowed to have the feelings that you have as, and you need to be able to recognize them. Take your time. If you have vacation time, use it. You know, we're not robots. We're not made to just go through the motions of every day. Um, no, don't, don't take, use your time too literally. You know, some people get a little overboard with it, but, uh, no, it's definitely use your time. Have a hobby. If you don't have one, find one. <laughs> Figure out what you like to do. Mm -hmm. Is Ryan texting no. you right now? Oh, <laughs> that's what he told me. Because because that's exactly you know, and I'm and I'm open on this show. Um, I was that guy that I never used my vacation time. Never. You know, I'm I'm cashing it in every year. You know, last year, my lieutenant was like, uh, is there a reason why you haven't used these 90 hours that are sitting here? Uh, I need you to use those. And it's like, no, I mean, I, I don't take time off. You know, it's I don't call in sick. I don't take time off. I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I had this few discussions with my friend yelling at me to take my damn time. They give it to you, use it. Uh, he's angry with me that my hobby <laughs> is public service <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, says I need to get a new hobby. And he, he laughs at me when I say it's gardening, but you know, it is what it is. It's my reason to play with my tractor. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, those are all things that it doesn't matter if you've been in this six or months, six years. years or 13 years, <laughs> um, or 16 years, um, you know, you have to find that somewhere within your career. And, and Amanda and I can't sit here and tell you, you know, you need to find that out in your first year. Yeah, the first year, you still don't even have a mm -hmm. clue what the hell's going on around you. You know, it takes it takes really three to five years to get a grasp on. So you're saying Amanda's just now getting a grasp and, um, on, so she's good. Yeah, I. You know, when she had her burnout and she was ready to walk away. Yeah, that's when I would say she kind of matured into the point of, all right, this mm. is a profession. You know, um, some people make the mistake getting into dispatch as just a job. I know I'm only going to be here for a year or two. Why would you expose yourself to that trauma just for a paycheck? You know, um, I'll say dispatchers don't get paid enough. You know, there's a certain restaurant in town that holds interviews every, like, Tuesday, maybe. And uh, they pay just as much as a dispatcher. Um, so I can either make 
some churros or I can uh, <laughs> I can go answer some traumatic calls, you know, ruin myself, break up a relationship and whatever else I can do. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so there is no time frame to get yourself in line. It, it kind of, you have to prepare yourself for the traumas that are coming. You have to, you know, have someone to, to you can confide in and share those things. And at some point, um, not that I think it's fair to say that you're going to have a breaking point, but I think that's kind of when you start to really truly treasure the job as a profession. Um, cause that was, I joke around when I say that, you know, I knew the exact moment that I was not cut out to be a corrections officer the rest of my life. Um, and, and that was, that was truly it. I'm serious. You know, that was when I realized, um, yeah, this isn't a profession for me. It, it was a cool job. I had fun doing it. Uh, time for me to move on, you know? Um, so I think everybody has a, a different timeline. It's not a race, but, uh, we certainly have our own race to you bring find up a good spot. point, John, where it's, you're you're going into a position if you really know what you're getting yourself into but you're going into a field where all these that are on the flag behind me here you're going to reach a breaking point you're going to reach a burnout point it's not a matter of if i am or you know maybe i will but you're it's, going it's to when. reach it and realizing every person in this industry also reaches that burnout point multiple times in their career, whether it's right. been six, 16, 13, whatever. Um, it, it's, it's just sure. a fact of the job. You know, in, in part of that too, um, many, many officers and dispatchers, certainly ambulance services. Um, we all go and experience divorces. We experience relationship issues where even when we're dating, um, we may have issues because of unresolved issues within ourselves that we haven't figured out. And that's probably, um, and I know when we first got together, Dusty, that was a big thing for me was, why do we have to be divorced? Well, you know, it's a cool, funny joke, but why? You know, we should- It's a trauma should, that's turned uh, into a stereotype. You know, you marry that person, especially- yeah, you know, and we embrace it. We joke about it. And, uh, you know, laughter means acceptance. You know, you laugh about it, you accept it. Like, you know, I, I remember when somebody way back when told me that it was good that I was married because it gets the practice one out of the way, you know. And uh, it's it's sad, but it's, it's, a, it's a common truth or fact. Uh, many of us do suffer divorces and relationship issues. Uh, even relationship issues with our own kids. Um, so, you know, you have you have to be on guard all the time, you know. And and, and what I mean by that is not like our hyper, hyper vigilance, you know, uh, anxiety or vigilance. Uh, what I mean is, you know, you have to be self aware that when you're starting to raise your voice, why are you raising your voice? You know, um, you know, it's just. And how I know things have changed is my youngest, um, man, he is in my shadow constantly. I mean, just right by my side. And, you know, I can be gone 10, I can go to the bathroom and come back and he'll give me a hug and say, I missed you, daddy. You know, like, yeah, I was, I was in there a minute. My legs are numb, but, uh, you know, it's, 
it's not because I was doing anything other than sending <laughs> memes, but, you, uh, uh, you know, it's just... You, <laughs> I'm going to start asking yes. questions on our chat, Jared. I'm regular. <laughs> I'm, I'm regular, aren't I? <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it's just you, you do. You have to find those those areas and be aware of them um, and not let them take you by surprise. Well, this has been great. I just realized what time it was. I've been having a yeah. blast on this. Um, I, I want to go to an hour and a half. I was good. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you, guys. Do you have any, and, uh, anything you want to say before we do any of our yeah. sign-off stuff? She's right. <laughs> She's on vacation. Let's not throw it up too hard. No. I'm... When was the last time you took I a vacation? That, that, that really works in what if we you got to think about it. That. It's been too long. It's, right? it's been at least three years. Yeah. Wow. Make sure to use that time. Okay, and and we have a right, and we right, and we have a friend of ours uh, that helps us, and he's the director of our shop with a hero program. He's had f the last five years four of his vacations canceled um, because of work. Uh, you know, and I self admit that I don't take my vacations. Uh, I believe it was five years ago when we went to Virginia and I'm looking in July to go down to South Carolina this year. So yeah, you know, we don't take time for ourselves uh, and our families, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I know you're yeah, really I'm looking forward excited. to this little vacation time. And I, yeah. and I'm, and I truly appreciate you taking the hour and a half time with us to, to kind of poke and prod. No, I, I definitely appreciate bit. the time and I appreciate the things you guys do because this is, you know, we don't have anything like this around here. So for you guys to take it, you know, out of your own day to distribute this amongst everybody, it's it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. No, no it's just me saying thank you guys. What, I mean, everybody. Yeah. We appreciate what you and your team do there at Dispatch. And I know I've said this before, but that ride along really, I, I learned more about <clears throat> the your job then I learned probably anything else that day. I mean, I was with John, so I, you know, was already at a handicap. But um, just listening to how you guys handle the calls, you know, just as a community member, we appreciate the entire team that's behind us. I mean, you know, we're I'm only on one of these bars, and I know John covers a couple of them, and and dispatch. You know, I appreciate you coming on being the first female coming on, you know, I know there's a lot of people that were, uh, talked to me on it, especially my wife. She was happy to have a female guest on the show. I told her she could come on, but she's refusing. <laughs> well, we, we have another female oh, guest coming right. on shortly. Uh, she'll be a yeah. last responder. Uh, we'll be having Bree on here in a, hopefully a week or two. So, but yeah. uh, thanks so much for, especially, I didn't know it was your vacation, but uh, thanks for taking time out of your vacation, too. Um, we'll blame John. Uh, he'll he'll right. give you hours. Apparently, he's got them to use up. So. <laughs> I, I, I did. I she scheduled this fair enough. <laughs> she, she... So we'll look to Jared right. to take us yeah. out. But so, Jared? So we'll let you get back to Fortnite and uh, decompression. <laughs> uh, before we go, though. <laughs> Uh, John, uh, when you're on your way to South Carolina, maybe if you drop by Dumfries, yeah. Virginia, and get a call, and maybe and take my book and get Nick to sign it for me. 
on your way. Stop, stop, get some coffee at Roll Call right? Cafe. I can, I, get my book signed for me. That would be awesome. Commander's Tier <laughs> right? One, because I, right. I do like coffee. Yes, right. yes, because I do uh, like coffee. This episode is sponsored by Warrior's Hope. Uh, Dustin, you want to say anything about Warrior's Hope or any events that are coming up as a chair um, for them? And- <clears throat> Warrior's Hope is, is uh, we've had it on, we've actually had the director on, uh, Ken Patrick Quinn. And on episode here before seven. what episode seven i want to oh, make sure everybody okay. knows i got that john w- jared was good here. for something on here right. um <laughs> uh no warriors hope we uh we work uh as much as we can with our veterans in the area uh, and across the state um, we work with them for mental health for uh we have ties all the way up to lansing where we can get them uh, any kind of help that they need uh, as far as uh, financial, VA, uh, mental health. And uh, kind of coming out of that background is where I reached out to John just to, we started the discussion to start SDC uh, and Warriors Hope uh, helps us out being a fiduciary for us. And uh, they're a nonprofit. Um, they actually had a Euchre night the other night. Uh, I did not go, but I guess it went pretty good um and we do try to get coffee um <clears throat> hint hint down there to nick mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but we do try to get uh, free coffee for veterans and stuff like that and just different community events uh as much as we can with uh the way COVID things are going with covid um but no we uh, i appreciate the the group that we work with over there we've got a pretty good team and uh um their their heart is out there for the veterans um and uh yeah thanks uh for you guys for uh sponsoring a lot of what we do here and some of our equipment that we're using too yep all right cool thank you everybody for listening thank you again amanda and we'll see you in a couple of weeks with a new episode have a good night